Hello, everybody, and welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm David Majors. Uh, my co-host, Jack, is out for this episode. Uh, Jack will be back in the not-too-distant future, but in the meantime, in between time, I got the most gracious and most patient host of the Manga Corner, Life Lessons, and plenty of other podcasts, Mr. Colton Solem. Colum, bleh, Colton... <laughs> Thank you so much. And guys, I'm I'm going to break the fourth wall here. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. We've tried to record tonight's podcast a couple of times already. Oh, and yeah. it did not go great. We tried we tried it over Zencaster, which is an app that a lot of other podcasters used. You've probably heard about it if you do any kind of podcasting yourself. And by and large it does have pretty good feedback and reviews across the internet and for the most recent episode of it's in season with richard and cody i gave it a try and it worked it did work unfortunately with tonight's episode of apos it did not work out so well so we're going back to doing it the tried and true way of using skype and audacity so colton my apologies to you thank you so much for being cool and thank you for being patient Hey, I mean, I, I I help host, co-host, and produce just as many podcasts, if not maybe like one or two more than you do. So I I understand technical difficulties are a thing. So it honestly doesn't bother me at all. I'm I'm kind I'm kind of I've I've been honestly I've been podcasting for like what three years at this point. So I'm kind of used to it. Well, Colton, I I hope that as a guest on my podcast. This will start going a lot smoother starting now. Trust in the heart of the cards. Trust in the heart of the cards. Trust in the heart of the cards. No more internet issues. No more internet issues. Heart of the cards. Maybe maybe Let- we'll finally maybe we'll finally get the card that'll uh you know the plot card that'll help us uh, win the duel and move the plot along. Let us move the plot along into the first story and let's talk a little bit about that little company out of texas called funimation oh yeah Uh, they yeah yeah they're they're doing all right uh so (laughs) well in fact that they recently launched an app called funimation now uh it will be their streaming app that will perform on ios android amazon kindle windows 10 and will support ps4 and ps3 uh, all of the xbox consoles and roku devices and full services will be started in may uh free accounts uh this this is a little similar to crunchyroll uh, except it'll be funimation's library uh free accounts will have access to uh, some of the archives and all of their current uh anime with ads uh for five dollars a month uh they will get full access to the entire hd library of all of Funimation shows, uh, mm. except uh, some will be subbed, uh, not dubbed. Some will be; it'll be all subtitles. You know, depending on how you feel about that. Uh, for the eight dollar a month option, it will give you everything, uh, including choice of bandwidth. In case you're like on a tablet and you're you've got a bad signal, you're out in the wilderness somewhere and you're not getting four G. <laughs> uh, and you'll also get the subs as well as the dubs and all of the other. Funimation content that Justin Rojas and all of them put out because they think that's necessary. Uh, Colton, yeah, I'm always of the belief that this is a great thing. I think that since anime isn't exactly too prevalent uh, on television these days, uh, nope. making it easier to access through streaming, uh, whether it's Crunchyroll, whether it's Daisuke, and now Funimation, I, I believe uh, this is a great thing. Uh, how do you feel about it? Um, I think it's I think it's a great thing too. Um, I mean, honestly, I um, <clears throat> I'm I'm I myself am probably just going to stick with Crunchyroll just because I. I'm just I'm just a Crunchyroll guy. I've been using their service for a couple of years now. I think since 2012 at this point. I've been using them for a while. Um, I, I just I feel like I mean I know um, I'm assuming their app service hasn't gone into effect just yet. So I don't really I don't really know how it works. But I I've I've used 
you know, Funimation service before, and usually when I use it, uh, their streaming is a little, uh, you know, I sometimes I have to buffer it and all that stuff, and I'm sure they've gotten better since then, but usually when I use Funimation service, um, I always have some kind of issue with it, and it's just, it's it's not bad, but it's it's a little annoying at some points, and I'm not saying... Crunchyroll doesn't have the same problems either. I used to I used to have them a lot when I first used them, but I feel like their actual streaming has gotten a lot better. Like I'm able to, you know, stream on my PlayStation 3 still without any problem. Uh uh I sometimes I can't stream like some of their some of their HD stuff on my laptop, but I think that just might be because my laptop's kind of shitty, I'll be honest. <laughs> um it, it has a lot of trouble running like 1080p videos and stuff and that's really annoying i need to get a new laptop at some point but um yeah i think this will be a good thing it's an i mean funimation um whether you like them or not you know they're still another good uh i guess alternative uh for when you want to watch your animus and stuff um though i feel like also i'm probably going to stick with crunchyroll more so because crunchyroll every season just happens to get a lot of the shows that i actually want to watch um I know maybe we'll kind of get into this a little later, but uh, I feel like the only show I'd actually want to watch on Funimation service um, at the moment would be My Hero Academia, honestly. And really, they don't have a lot of other like new spring titles coming up that I actually want to watch. Crunchyroll's pretty much got everything I want to watch personally. So um, to answer your question, I uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't think you asked <laughs> blah, but I, I think I think I am probably going to stick with Crunchyroll until I hear some kind of positive review about Funimation service, honestly. But, um, you know, if they can grow from here, good on them. It's always good to see. There are a couple of things that I do like about this. Uh, mm-hmm. One, like Crunchyroll, they are giving viewers a free option. That That is yes. good. They're giving them a free option with ads, yes, but still, it is free. Uh, I mean, number two... They are also offering it on numerous platforms, which is super important because I watch Crunchyroll on my PlayStation 4. Sometimes I'll watch it on my computer, and when I had a tablet, I would watch Crunchyroll on my tablet. So it's Mm -hmm. great to have those multiple venues. And the fact that Funimation is doing that, that's really, really fantastic. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, like Crunchyroll, they're offering the tiered plans. And one thing I've always believed, and we're going to jump into the talk about piracy in a second, uh, oh if you if you offer a quality service at a reasonable price, I believe people will pay for it. Mm-hmm. And with what Funimation is doing and what Crunchyroll is doing, they're offering services at what I believe personally to be a fairly reasonable price. I have a Crunchyroll premium account. It's $7 a month to where I can watch HD and get everything as it premieres. For me, that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, And also, going back to Funimation, what this creates is competition. And competition is usually good for consumers. Funimation is going to work to keep up with Crunchyroll. They're going to try and make sure that they don't have as many buffering problems as they have in the past. They're going to try and make sure that they can acquire more shows that people might be interested in. So in the end, in the long run, this could be good for everyone that's interested in anime to where eventually it comes to a point where you don't have to choose. And ideally, both of them will have quality quality content that everyone will want to watch. And that's that's just good for the business in general. I agree. And uh, I just wanted to, because there was this story uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you saw this link, Colton, but it was tweeted out all over Anna Twitter the first day. Uh, it was this story from Gobiano.com. Uh, the title was How Much Money You Cost the Anime Industry When You Legally Stream. Uh, did you see this story? Um, I think I might have seen it around, but I don't think I actually like clicked on the link or whatever. <clears throat> uh, generally, it was just putting in to numbers, uh, dollars and cents, about how much it would cost, say, one episode or two episodes of an anime 
as opposed to watching it via a legal method, whether streaming or buying DVDs. And uh, in the end, uh, it was saying that the anim- the average anime budget per episode is roughly $150,000 to create and produce and get one anime episode out to the public. So you factor that into, say, an entire anime season of, for example, 24 episodes. That's a lot. That is a yeah. lot of money. So what this piece was saying is that, yeah, you might think that you're not really hurting the industry by doing things free. But as it turns out, yeah, you kind of are. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Like you really are a lot. Uh, Unfortunately, there are some places where there are no legal options, but. We're in the United States, Colton, and we're and for people listening that are in an English speaking country, you more than likely have some kind of legal access to anime content, whether it's through streaming with ad supporting or paying for a premium. And nowadays, whether it's Crunchyroll, whether it's Daisuke, whether it's now Funimation and even Netflix I feel like, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's just because I'm I'm an adult and I can pay for things, I feel like, yeah, it's it's not that difficult. And no, nobody likes ads, but is it really the end of the world if, if they're there? And I don't know, Colton, every once in a while, there may be that one in 1,000 where you see an ad and you're like, huh. Actually, might be interested in that. I am going to click that ad. So, even with ads, I feel like if you're really going out of your way to continue pirating now, I just, I really have no respect for it anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, it's honestly, just speaking in general, it's it's a lot easier just to stream nowadays. Like, honestly, when I come across an anime that I'm like, hey, I might want to watch this, and then I find out I can't watch it on Crunchyroll or Funimation or Hulu or Netflix or whatever, <clears throat> I it's almost like it like it I, I don't I don't know how to describe it. Like it's like it it, it sort of it, it it um it becomes a chore. Like um what was a series I just got into recently? I recently just started watching um, Nietzsche Joe, which is just essentially a funny little like slice of life high school comedy animated by um, uh, Kyo Annie. It's um, it's a very funny show that uh, that Crunchyroll did used to have, but unfortunately, I think um, I think the streaming rights for it expired or something, and um, they eventually took it off their site, which is a shame because it it really is pretty funny. Uh, very nicely animated too. I mean, you got Keo Annie behind that. Usually, all their stuff looks good, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I, when I found out that I had to like go out and look for that, I was like, man, I, now I gotta like, I gotta like download this whole twenty-six episode show, and man, it just like, I, like I said, like it's just, it's a lot easier to stream than the download nowadays. Like uh, sometimes I'll come across. Uh, people on the internet or at cons or something, and uh, I'll be like, "Hey, man, you see that thing, new thing on Crunchyroll? It looks pretty cool." And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm just gonna download all my shows later, or no, I'm gonna go to uh, insert illegal anime site here." Um, and it's like, why, why, like, why, man? One, I mean, it, and you can't. I'm sorry. And you can't even use the excuse that, oh, I don't have the money to pay for that. I'm poor because Crunchyroll, for the most part, um, I mean, you won't get everything and there'll be a week delay with, you know, all the new shows. But for the most part, it's free. And, yeah, there are ads. But I feel like people it's very easy to forget that, you know, without those ads, you know, people wouldn't be able to use Crunchyroll for free at all because that's how they pay because, you know. Uh, the ad revenue that they make off of that, you know, makes it possible for people to use that service for free. Just like, and uh, also with Hulu as well. And all, all of them really save for Netflix, and, and even Netflix has some ad revenue. But y- yeah. you brought up a point, Colton, that I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. Uh, I host a show where we do, uh, we cover a season of anime at a time where I have to keep current. Uh, mm-hmm. But for somebody else, for you, for example, uh, say if you were using Crunchyroll for free and there was a show that was out c- 
currently, but you only had the free account, how much of a factor is it for you that you might have to watch it a week later after it premieres? Like how how big of a deal is that to you? Um, well, for me personally, it's I mean, like I, I'm not like most people who watch every season of anime ever, like you know, who are just like, oh man, I got to keep up with everything, and I got to watch everything and every episode of everything coming out. You know, like I'm. I, I like to watch stuff at my own pace. So if I have to miss out on the premiere of something and I have to miss out on everybody talking about it at once and, you know, being a part of, you know, the hype or what have you, that's fine. Like I went with I went with that through a death parade actually. I I didn't really have access to uh the Funimation service at all at the time. Um I think this was around last year actually, January yeah. 2015. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that, that's when Death Parade was premiering. Um, I had to watch it on Hulu, um, and on Hulu, you know, uh, the last time I watched uh, Funimation anything on Hulu, um, they they uploaded Death Parade, but they uploaded it at a uh, at a week delay. So I was always a week behind on Death Parade. But did I really care? No, not really, because I was enjoying Death Parade. And uh, while I mean, I don't know, like. Again, I, I, just, I like watching stuff at my own pace. So if I so if I have to miss out on the you know on the water cooler discussion, then that's fine. Like even with erased, that, uh, that's what it's in season is for, Colton. We're, we're the water cooler discussion. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say even with erased, um, you know, like I still had a Crunchyroll account and I I tried my best to watch it week to week, but then there'd be some points where I missed an episode for like I missed I missed a couple of episodes and then like a week turned to a month and I'm like, oh, I got to catch up. So even if I had the ability to catch up or I guess watch a show week to week. There's going to be at least one show where I'm like, well, I missed about four episodes of that. So, you know, Uh, are you on Crunchyroll? uh, Is your Crunchyroll account paid or free? Um, It's paid. Okay, so so you do have that option. But you're saying that if you if you didn't, it wouldn't be a, a huge loss for you. No, because, again, I I watch shows at my own pace. So. Right, and and I think that's a lot of people actually, except for the folks like yours truly that that makes a podcast for the purpose of keeping up with things as they are current. Um, another thing, Colton, um, subtitles. Mm-hmm. One argument you'll always hear is about subtitling. Oh, yep. If a subtitled anime that is streaming on Crunchyroll or Funimation or or Daisuke or Netflix or Hulu. Wow, I just mentioned a lot of sites that are streaming anime. Uh, <laughs> if if somewhere on any of those there was an anime you watched, would you really have an issue or would you really even notice if the subtitles were quote-unquote bad? Um, like... I uh, it, like bad in general or anything like do you mean anything specifically like like typesetting or like a mistranslation just stuff like well, that generally one of the big arguments from back in the day when when piracy for anime was a lot more prevalent uh, and streaming wasn't where it is now was fan subbing and there was mm-hmm. this idea that fans were getting were subtitling the anime better than the licensing companies. Uh, do you <laughs> yeah. think that's the case now? Um, I wouldn't say so because, like, as far as I and I mean, I don't, um, I don't really keep up with any like current fan sub shows at all. Or did I ever really, honestly? Um, maybe except for like some of, like some like long running shows or something. But I don't know. Like, as far as I can tell. Like, fan subbing really isn't so much a thing anymore. Like, you know, the fan subs that are out there, um, I mean, I, I hate to give away names, but I mean, every everybody knows they exist. Like, you know, we, we literally have people like horrible subs who are just basically ripping off the video and subtitle tracks from sites like Crunchyroll and Funimation. So I feel like even, like, even fan subbers are kind of lazy nowadays. And I mean... I know there are some. Wouldn't shows. you say now that if they're ripping the video right from the streaming site, which you know some of them they do, 
Uh, Rather than saying lazy, wouldn't you say they're becoming obsolete? Actually, yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. Um, Because how many many shows during a current season do you see, like, actually fan-subbed? That's the thing. Where it's actually necessary to where none of the streaming sites are actually carrying them? See, that's the thing. How many anime now are not getting that that people might have an interest in uh, are not getting picked up somewhere like the only anime that isn't being picked up by one of the streaming sites now is something that you hear nobody talking about except for maybe a few and i think that's that's the point It, it comes to interest and demand See, that's funny because Crunchyroll has a lot of stuff that I'm surprised that they have. Like they actually a show I'm watching week to week um, called um, what's it called? Uh, Shin Atashinchi, which is basically this kind of like goofy little Japanese family comedy that I guess is based off an old comic strip. That's God knows how how old. I don't know how old it is, but I'm sure it's pretty old. It, It looks pretty like. Uh, cartoonish and old fashioned and all that stuff. Say like your your Sazai Sans and all that stuff. I'm not sure if I'm not sure how many of your listeners would probably get that reference, but still. Um, but yeah, like they Crunchyroll has shows like that where it's like okay, why like like they're just they have some shows where it's like I can't imagine like how many numbers this show doesn't get because like oh maybe like five people watch this all together. Like I feel like a. I feel like a lot of each season gets picked up sans like like you said definitely one or two that like nobody knows about. And those are the ones that get fan subbed and then who's watching them? <sighs> Probably like two people, let's be honest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh and, and yeah, I I feel like this may sound bad. But I think the, the streaming companies, the, the businesses, they're starting to figure it out. And I think that's a good thing for everybody when they're mm-hmm. providing things legally to where the industry can still generate revenue and stay yeah. alive. That's a good thing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel, I, feel like, I feel like companies like Crunchyroll and Funimation have always been aware of it, in my opinion. I mean, Crunchyroll for a time used to be illegal. Uh, until they decided, hey, let's let's see what we can do about actually generating revenue for this and exactly. keep keep their lawyers off our ass. So, yeah. and I'd say it worked out pretty well for them because because I remember on an episode of A three K sometime last year, I remember the the getting the numbers for Crunchyroll and they were really 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 high. Yeah, like I, I, I thought I heard I thought I heard somewhere that Crunchyroll is like the seventh most used like streaming service in the world. Yeah, like they were they were right up there with the porn sites, Colton. Like Crunchyroll <laughs> is doing really well for for streaming views. Like it's they made the right call. And I think it's crazy knowing where anime in in on this side of the world came from the idea that going legit is the best thing that you can do for your business is kind of a crazy thing like there's some fan subber out there that would probably end up having themselves a really nice full-time job working at viz or funimation if they were to just like send them a resume or just let them know hey I've been doing this for the, for the fi- past five, six years. Maybe I can help out. Yeah. And more than likely, they'd say yes. Yeah, I mean, we... Um, I know there are one or two people translating a certain, like, Shonen Jump manga for Viz who used to do their own fan translations, like, way, 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 way back in the day. And now they're, now they're all translating stuff like One Piece and My Hero Academia and all that stuff. And, and they're doing it legit. They're doing it officially. Yep. And that's great for everybody. I, I really oh, yeah. think that's that is a great thing for everybody. And one thing that has always been great for everybody that's interested in anime is Toonami. Mm-hmm. And there are two shows coming to Toonami in the not too distant future. 
One yep. of them is the returning Furikuri. Uh, Adult Swim announced a couple of days ago that they will be helping and funding not one, but two seasons of Furikuri uh, coming out in 2017 and early 2018. Wow. Uh, yeah. When I saw this, when I saw this, it was like, wow, really? Furikuri? Now, I remember that the, the general manager of programming at Adult Swim, Mike Lazo, uh, and the staff at Adult Swim, uh, I remember that their mindset was they were kind of obsessed with Foodie Cootie. Like, mm. obsessed with Foodie Cootie. <laughs> so, when I thought about this, it wasn't too surprising that they did this. It really wasn't. Because I remember always hearing about how obsessed the team at Adult Swim was with Foodie Cootie. How they'd always try and squeeze that show onto the Saturday night block when it was still Adult Swim action. And then it became Toonami again. They always tried to find a way to, to get Foodie Cootie in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I will recuse myself from the discussion on Foodie Cootie. Because it's, it's on my list. And, you know, you can tweet me at just call me DJM. But, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to recuse myself from that discussion. Uh, also, uh, another show that, Colton, you just told me about before we went on. Uh, Viz just announced that Hunter Hunter will be coming back to Toonami on April 16th. So, very, very soon. Uh, so, we've got yeah. two shows, kind of a blast from the past, uh, coming to Toonami in the not-too-distant future. One coming up very soon, and Foodie Cootie, uh, because Adult Swim and William Street are obsessed with it. And, you know, that's their choice. That's their opinion. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Colton? Well, um, I, I do have a bit to say about Foodie Cootie, just because... Um, oh, please <clears throat> do, Colton. Please do. I mean... I don't have any like hot takes like oh Fully Cooley was it's never it's, it was never that good guys Fully Cooley sucks uh, why why do you like this you know I'm I'm not gonna be um, I'm not gonna be well, what what do wrestling fans call it a mark a heel is that what you call it you're, I don't know you're not gonna turn wrestling. heel on Fully Cooley yeah no that's what you call it um yeah see like I have this weird but I thing might. <laughs> I have this I have this weird um relationship with fully cool not just fully coolie but with a lot of different anime that a lot of people in like i guess from my generation in particular and i guess in my eight uh age group um because like when i was younger um like 10 or 11 or 12 even you know when a lot like when stuff like fully coolie and uh cowboy bebop and kenshin and yu yu Hakusho were like all the rage like i never watched any of that as a kid like, oh really? No, never. Like when when I was a kid, like I loved cartoons. I loved watching Cartoon Network and Nick, um, Nickelodeon and all that. But if if a cartoon didn't look funny, I wouldn't watch it. Like ten year old Colton didn't have very good, like well, not very good taste, but like he didn't have very broad taste in animation. You know, if it didn't look like if it didn't look like Hanna Barbera or or anything remotely resembling, like, stuff from, like, the Cartoon Network Friday Night Blocks. God, I miss those. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't watch them, like, you know, like, I guess I wouldn't watch any more, like, ad adult stuff, I guess. Um, what I guess me as a child would consider adult. Like, and it's funny, I never got into, like, I never watched, uh, say, all of Yu Yu Hakusho all the way through until just about three years ago. Like, I never... I might have caught like an episode or two, like bits and pieces, but I was always like, "Ah, eh, this doesn't look all that great," which is funny because obviously, like, uh, you know, I just like a, a a ton of people grew up on stuff like Dragon Ball Z, and hell, even I watched a little Sailor Moon back in the day too, you know. But I think that was mostly because you know that was on before Dragon Ball Z, so it was like, okay, if I sit through Sailor Moon. My reward will be Dragon Ball Z, you know? So, uh, Fooly Cooly is one of those shows where, you know, I kind of knew it existed, but like, you know, since it aired on Adult Swim, you know, uh, I was young enough to where my parents didn't really like me watching Adult Swim. And even when I did, I would like catch stuff like, uh, 
uh, Family Guy or Aqua Teen or what have you every once in a while, even though uh, my parents didn't want me to, but I was kind of sneaky like that. Um, but yeah, I don't just, know. So. Just to date myself a little bit, I, I did the same thing with Beavis and Butthead back in the day. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, but I guess what, what, I, what I'm getting at is, like, Fully Cooley especially, I never watched all of it until about two or three years ago, just like with Yu Yu Hakusho. I even had the pleasure of uh, borrowing a friend's Blu-ray copy, so that was kind of cool. Um, and, like, Fully Cooley for me, like, when I first watched it, I didn't like it because I was too focused on the story. And while I don't think the story is bad, I, it didn't really make sense to me at all. And I was, and I was just kind of like, oh... I guess this looks kind of cool, but I felt kind of underwhelmed because I knew so many. I had a lot of friends who were like, oh, yeah, Fully Cooley is the best and I love it. And I'm just sitting here like, well, I guess. I mean, I mean, I think Fully Cooley has a lot of value in the sense of, you know, it's one of those things that kind of defined an an entire generation of anime fandom. Like there's a lot of value in that, I think. And plus, you know, Fully Cooley was a was a thing that stemmed from, you know, just a couple of nerdy guys who wanted to make something cool, uh, uh, a.k.a. the people at Gainax, now Trigger, you know? So I feel like there is value in Fully Cooley in that sense, but overall, it's it's not, like, it's not in my, like, top ten or anything. Like, you know, I, I kind of like it. Like, I don't love it, but I don't really hate it either. I'm just kind of neutral on it. I didn't grow up on it, so I don't really have any like warm, fuzzy feelings towards it, you know? Cody? America, <laughs> Colton, God. <laughs> the, 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 this, is, this is what this show does to me. It, it makes me... It, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. Because... Hopefully, Cooley or your podcast? All of the above. <laughs> But in the case of Fooly Cootie, I tried. I, I watched it in full three different times. And I don't know. I've said this many, many times. I guess there was just something about a number of shows that are produced by Gynax. I don't do it on purpose. I, I wouldn't even go so far as to call myself a hater. Far too many times, this company puts out shows that I absolutely despise. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, other than like Gurren Lagann, which is definitely one of my favorites, I I love that show. Gurren Lagann is is the exception for me. Yeah, like, and I, like, I, I feel like- I have I have Gainax's Wikipedia up right now, and reading their list of anime, it's like. Take a list of all of the anime that you have probably passionately heard me yell and scream in hatred about. Okay. Hey, hey I mean, uh, as far as I could tell, the only thing missing there is uh, prison school. So Yeah. Amazingly, <laughs> Gainax did not do prison school, but it did a bunch of other anime that I really dislike. Oh Christ. D- David, could you imagine uh, could you imagine prison school drawn in the art style of Panty and Stocking? <laughs> that would be like your ultimate hate child. Uh it 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 burns. It burns like I, my f- my fist is literally clenched right now listeners and, and that's not a joke that's not a joke is it also on fire no th- this hand of mine is not burning red because fully cooly doesn't deserve it Ooh. um hunter hunter uh, yeah are you familiar with this one colton yeah i've watched all of it all right, cool, because I'll be completely honest with you, I really know nothing about Hunter Hunter at all. I've never watched it. I really don't know about it at all. Well, do you, well, did you know that Hunter Hunter, the manga, is actually written and drawn by Togashi, the same person behind you, Yu Hakusho? I did not. Uh that that is intriguing. Yeah. Uh is it kind of a more of a action fighty show or or no? Um, 
uh, how do I how do I describe Hunter Hunter? Like I would, I mean, it is it is um, it is very shonen, and there are fights, you know, but it's it's got a it's got a very different setting compared to Yu Yu Hakusho, where Yu Yu Hakusho was set in. I mean, aside from all the like supernatural stuff, it was still mostly set in the real world. Like it was set in Japan. Hunter Hunter, um, Hunter Hunter setting is a little more uh, fantasy oriented, I guess. Like think of uh, like it, it doesn't take place in the real world. Um, I guess to an extent. I don't know. Hunter Hunter setting is really weird. Like, have you ever watched Toriko? I've watched a little bit. It's it's like because Toriko's thing is oh like it's it's basically this fantastical world where like so, some professions like make a shit ton of money and like the world is all about this one thing and revolves all around this one thing. Toriko being oh we always got to eat the tastiest food and our entire world just revolves around eating food and you have people who are literally gourmet hunters who literally hunt for like the tastiest tastiest ingredients out there. Hunter Hunter is kind kind of sort of the same thing, except uh, except the, the profession of the characters in Hunter Hunter. Like people just hunt for things in general. Like basically, it's it like Toriko to consider Toriko like kind of a subsect of of the general profession of the Hunter Hunter universe. Because hunt in Hunter Hunter, like you can like people hunt for multiple things. You can hunt for either tasty food, lost artifacts. Uh, just a, a bunch of stuff like it's it's pretty much like the most adventurous shonen manga I think out there other than One Piece. Um, okay. it, it has a very like it's kind not of very eight hundred sixty three episodes, right? Um, no, no. Okay. The um the anime is actually animated by Madhouse, who right, I right. know I know they've animated stuff like Death Note and Black Lagoon, um, and even my stuff like My Love Story, um. It's, uh, and, like, let's see, the manga, I think, is, like, almost 400 chapters at this point, but but the anime is only about, like, not even 150 episodes. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, that's that's not bad at all. In fact, I would say that's something that Toonami could use. They could, like, Toonami always does great having one long-running shonen, and mm-hmm. given that Dragon Ball Kai has made it to the Android saga... It doesn't have much left. Un- so, unless, unless, unless they get the Bukai thing, Saga, whatever, that Funimation may or may not have. We don't really know at this point. We don't know, and we don't even know if they have Dragon Ball Super, quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. But, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, I-, I will say that when it comes to Hunter Hunter, it's a show that I'm not entirely familiar with, and uh, I would be okay with checking it out uh the most recent anime adaptation was like colton said by madhouse animated in 2011 so not that old uh i think that i I, i'm i'm intrigued by this one i always like when toonami has one good long shonen that people can watch week to week i think that's good for everybody and this sounds like a fine choice also one thing that Toonami kind of got a little criticism for was that it seemed like they were just working getting every Funimation show. Funimation, 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 Funimation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunter Hunter, this version, this adaptation, was done by Viz. So it looks like they are open to working with whether it's Funimation, Viz, all the others. So I'm definitely more interested in that. Yeah, that they're yeah, not exactly. just getting yet another Funimation show with the exact same cast as the last Funimation show they put on. So <sighs> yeah, like, and now now if only because um, I know Viz at this point has the rights to all, all uh, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventures parts one through four um, in anime form. Um, hopefully those will get a dub, and maybe hopefully one day we can see those on Toonami actually. Oh, I'm sure JoJo's will be on Toonami. I'm sure of it. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind. I, I feel like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is made for Toonami. Oh yeah, totally. I, I think I think a lot of people would actually enjoy it um, if they haven't I, already. I, I honestly feel like with all of the crap that I give some of the more diehard fans of JoJo, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly believe that 
it, it has potential. If it if it is on Toonami, I could see it being a, a really big hit. I really do. Mm-hmm. So I I have no doubt that JoJo will get a dub and will be on Toonami. So I'm I'm hoping that it happens for its own sake and for for the sake of anime fans because I think it's a pretty decent show. So I hope it works. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I hope Hunter Hunter works out for Toonami as well. And and hey, like I'm I'm kind of glad Hunter Hunter is coming to Toonami because honestly, I haven't been watching the Toonami block in probably about a year, mostly because either they already have shows I've I've already watched or they just have shows I'm not interested in. Like I I I wanted the they, they have a new one. Yeah, Dimension W. Um, I watched the first episode. It was kind of cool. Uh, I'm going to get back into it. Uh, I was busy the last couple of Saturdays, but I plan on getting back into it because it does look cool to me. Yeah, see, I, I hear a lot of mixed things about Dimension W. Like, at first, I didn't really care about it, and then I heard, oh, it's kind of cool, but then I hear, oh, it's not that great. Like, I like people always go back and forth with that show, it seems to me. I yeah, mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm hearing that, too. That's why I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to check it out, Like, see how I feel. Like, like Dimension W is something I'd rather just watch on my own time. Like, I don't think I'm interested enough to try to catch it weekly. I did, and and also with uh, Parasite too. Like, I tried watching Parasite weekly, but that just kind of that, that can didn't really work. Plus, I I don't personally care for the dub for that, honestly. So, Parasite's another thing I'd, I'd rather just binge. Um, well, then, Colton, let's talk about some things that you might care about. Uh, as everybody oh, okay. knows, I I host the show It's In Season, and uh-huh. we're going to be talking about Spring 2016 soon. Uh, Colton, the yeah. Spring 2016 anime season is coming up. Yep. Uh, is there anything out there that you might be interested in? Well, um, definitely uh, part four of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um and not not to date this podcast too much, but that the first episode of that did premiere today, and um, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, not not too much happened. It's still it, it, it was mostly kind of set up, but it was still it was still interesting. It, it looked really nice, very very colorful, um, and definitely very different character designs from uh, compared to Part Three Stardust Crusaders. Uh, uh, compared to Stardust Crusaders, this looks more. Uh, the, the character designs look a little softer. Uh, they look a little more, uh, I guess, approachable. I'm not really sure what the word is to describe it. Like, because uh, you know, the, the first three parts of JoJo, the, the manga at least, you know, uh, a lot of that was written and drawn during the time when like the big thing in shonen manga was manga that looked stu- looked like stuff like Fist of the North Star or Otokojuku or what have you. Basically. Uh, characters that are like modeled off of people like uh let's see uh, like arnold schwarzenegger or uh rocky not rocky what's his name sylvester stallone <laughs> um you know people with that kind of build like that manly man kind of uh yeah art style, that's jojo all right yeah like that kind of stuff was very prevalent back in the late 80s early 90s whereas now shonen manga looks very it's 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 drawn for a certain audience. I'll just say that it's 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 drawn to look pretty for the girls. Like I don't want to like you know uh, discriminate against any particular gender at all. And I'm sorry if it sounds like I do, but it's it's drawn. Most shonen manga today is drawn for a certain demographic. Hell, Gintama's uh, Gintama's readership is uh, I think the last time I saw it was like sixty to seventy percent female. Like girls love the fuck out of Gintama. You'd, you'd be surprised nice. to know. Um, nice. But but other than JoJo, um, I think I mentioned it before. My Hero Academia, that's going to be really cool. I've I've been loving the manga for that, and I feel like the first chapter of the manga is probably the best first chapter of any manga I've ever seen, like bar none. Like usually when I first get into a manga and I read the first chapter, it doesn't usually ever hook me it's just kind of like okay that was kind of cool i kind of want to see more you know nothing about it stood out to me but academia like it the the setup for it and the just the first chapter and the way it ends is so strong that if you don't want to see what happens afterwards then it's not for you like if it doesn't like you know hit you emotionally then i'm not sure what will like 
I, I would actually be really interested in what you think about it, David. I, I know you don't care for a lot of shonen, but uh, My Hero Academia in, in, uh, in particular is actually only going to be like 13 episodes. Um, so it looks like they're going to be doing this uh, seasonal. So I, I think you should at least check out the first episode. And that's My actually, Hero Academia? Yeah, um, that's right. going to be on Funimation's site. You know what, Colton? I will put that in my list for its in season. I will do that right now. I'm going to open up my doc for that. And uh, oh, okay. while while you're doing while you talk about uh, anything else for the spring season you might be interested in, I'm going to put that in my doc and pull something up. Yeah, I think like out of all the stuff I'm excited for, I think academia would be the thing that i think you would probably like the most or at least has the best chance of you actually getting into it um like i think the last thing i'm like super excited for is a show called um having you heard i'm sakamoto which has has a very interesting premise um the, the the show is essentially about this high school student named sakamoto and like basically the running gag for the entire series as as far as i can tell i've only read about a volume of the manga so far is that sakamoto is basically just cool he's just a cool guy all the girls love him and all the other guys are like really jealous of him because he can just basically do anything like and th- there are a couple of chapters of the manga in the first volume where uh where essentially the joke is, man, I hate Sakamoto. He's so he's so cool. He thinks he's so much better than everyone else. I'm gonna I'm gonna make him look stupid. But every <laughs> every every attempt to like sabotage his reputation just makes him look cooler. So you know um, you know how there there is a reverse harem nowadays. Yeah, Th- this sounds like where you have the typical loser dude anime protagonist. This sounds like a reverse of that. No, yeah, he's anything but a loser. Like, mm. yeah, they they definitely reverse that trope. Like, and it's not really a harem either, but it it is. But generally, yeah, like all all the girls like usually swoon over him and stuff, and like all it, like all the mundane little stuff he does always look cool and stuff. And it's it's is from, it slice of life? It is slice of life. Yes, it, it is. Okay. It is a comedy show. Okay. Um, okay. I'm I'm excited for it because the director behind it I know can direct comedy because uh, I believe his name is Shinji Takamatsu. Um, he has directed the first 100 episodes of Gintama. Um, mm. He's all he also was the director of School Rumble. Oh, okay, all right. So so this guy knows how to direct comedy. Um, and I'm I see I've I've found this before, but now I'm not sure if it's right. I'd have to I'd have to recheck this on my anime list in his um I guess credits, but uh if I remember correctly, he was also the director behind Gundam Wing. Colton? Yes. <laughs> you had my curiosity, but now yeah. you have my attention. <laughs> so yeah, g- was... get a load of that. Get a load of that, I David. Got the guy you that directed heard... that the, the guy I'm that directed Sakamoto. the first. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, see, get a load of that. That's going in the dock. That's going in the dock, Colton. It's going in the dock. Uh, um, as far as I believe, I don't think the first episode is out yet. I mean, at the time we're recording this, I don't think it's supposed to be out for like another week. But um, definitely, definitely give that a try when you get the chance, David. I, I will warn you. I, from what I've read, like the show is sort of one note like they kind of just use like the same one or two jokes so far but i'm hoping maybe things will escalate as the series goes on like it's it's from what i've seen it's just going to be straight comedy i don't think there will be like any real story or anything but i think i think it'll be a cool funny little thing to watch like every week or something when you need something to make you laugh um But yeah, get a load okay. of that, David. The, the the guy that directed the first hundred episodes of Gintama also directed a Gundam thing. That that honestly does not surprise me as much as you might think. But I'm I'm definitely interested. And Colton, th- this is why I- I'm glad you're here, and, and I'm glad you were tolerant of the the early recording issues. And I thank you for that. Uh, and thank you for joining me on this episode of APOS. Uh, t- tell us what you're up to. Tell us all of the things that you're doing, and where can they find them, Colton? Uh, do, do you have another hour? <laughs> Go for it. 
Go for okay. it. Okay, so I'll see Actually, no, I'm doing another live stream right after this, but go ahead. I'll make it quick then. So, you know, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm on there quite a lot. David knows this. Um, you can find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. I mostly talk about anime stuff because I'm usually kind of boring, honestly. Like, I don't I, – I, 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 I lead a very boring life other than, like, work at a pizza place. It's uh, – again, I'm very boring. No, no, no fires. No, no fires, no nothing. Just the the most exciting thing that usually happens is we get a rush, and I end up making like like anywhere between like twenty to twenty five orders in like two hours. We get a we get the rush. The rush is really crazy. I, I hate dinner rushes. Um, I'm always like seven pizzas behind, and I got I make it like another seven afterwards. I hate it, but it makes money, so you know I deal with it. Um. But as for my other podcasts, um, I mentioned Gintama earlier. If you don't know anything about Gintama or if you already are a Gintama fan, um, uh, I host a show called Life Lessons, the Gintama manga cast, which specifically covers Gintama from the very beginning through the old Viz Media manga um, that was unfortunately canceled back in 2011. And I, ser- I essentially serve as like sort of a companion piece, sort of, for people who are just getting into Gintama, a retrospective uh, view for any uh, older fans. And basically, I just tell people, hey, you know Gintama? Yeah, that's a funny anime, but there's a manga for that, too, and you should read it. It's very interesting. That's at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Um, like you said, there's also the manga corner um, at anime3000.com. Um, and then, basically, you want to hear me talk about Toriko? Heavenly Kings. You want to hear me talk about Detective Conan slash Case Closed? One Podcast Prevails. You want to hear me talk about manga news specifically? There's the Manga Mavericks podcast at allcomic.com. And I think that about covers it. All right. Well, Colton, thank you so much. Everybody, follow Colton. Check out all of his stuff at Sniper King. 323 on Twitter. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the anime podcast of some sort. Subscribe, look for it in iTunes, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Delta Juliet Mike, whatever you want to contribute or not contribute. That's fine. Just just check it out. It's greatly appreciated. We are in iTunes. We are in Stitcher Radio. We are wherever podcasts can be aggregated. And of course, at the mothership, if you will. DeltaJulietMike.com And last but not least You can follow me, David Majors Or DJM on Twitter At JustCallMeDJM Colton, thank you one more time And thank you all for listening We'll talk to you next time